0: Uh, we're back with another episode of the Pandemic Guitar Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are constantly learning, practicing, and improving our knowledge in everything we do from learning the guitar, music that influences us, and, of course, podcasting. Behind the curtain is our Wizard of Ozzy. That is Rick.
1: How you doing, everybody?
0: And Amanda's with us again, stuck in the middle, chasing waterfalls. Hiya. And, of course, I'm Tim, the 80s kid who don't stop believing. That sounded a whole lot better the first time uh, that I wrote it. And apparently I didn't write it very well. Um, but anyway, so uh, it's been a heck of a journey just to get to this episode. But before we get into it, what did y'all think about last episode? Because I remember, what was it, the next day I was, or the or two days later, I was going back and I was listening and I'm like, uh, we have a problem. Yep, I know. Yep. Was it me that discovered? I don't think I was the one. No, discovered. I
2: did. I, we okay. were actually at the drive-in in in and out and I went to listen to my recording and I was like, uh, it's total silence. And I texted dad and I was like, um, can you please listen to my recording and, and let me know if you hear anything? He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, so then I, I, okay. So then I listened to it and I'm like, yep, sure enough. There's nothing there um and so we had a couple of different options and we got a little what's the word little not crazy tricky um
1: yeah I don't um I'm trying to think think of the word
0: brain fart yeah it happens I just we figured out a way to make it work so that we could get the episode out not not our best work but we learned a lot of life lessons there so
1: how about creative yeah
0: creative there you go that was (laughs) that's the word creative ways we figured out a creative way to make it all work.
1: But that also sparked the thing that Tim and I have implemented with the backup too. Oh yeah. So, you know, so that we, now we have, we're recording, we're recording twice. So uh, that problem may not, uh, or we're hoping the problem won't show up again.
0: Yeah, so we're recording on two different devices so that if for whatever reason, one of them does something funky, hopefully the other one will work. And if it works really well for us, then we'll have to figure out a way to get Amanda a backup. Right, A backup talk- to the backup to the backup.
1: Yeah, we talked about that.
0: Christmas is around the corner, and we already know that all she's getting is a lump of coal and maybe some uh, plastic garbage sacks.
2: <laughs> I mean, definitely the plastic garbage sacks, for sure. Those <laughs> yeah. are going to come in handy. I, I'm never going to have enough of those. But the coal? Nah.
0: Uh, you, might, you can use the coal to start a fire to keep warm in the winter. True. I think.
2: That's true. Although, eventually, I think coal might also be illegal here. Along with gas and oil, so I don't know. We'll see.
0: Five cents per breath. Right. Uh, So, do we have any questions from any listeners?
2: We do. We have two questions that came in. The first question is: I would like to record playing my guitar, but I don't have the money to replace my computer. What do you recommend doing?
1: Oh, that's I'll let Tim answer that one. Oh, wow! You're going to
0: throw me under the bus.
1: You're going to take a stab at that one?
0: Yeah. Well. Well.
1: I mean, there, there's just, a
0: few different cheap ways to record. I mean, not, or I shouldn't say cheap, but not very expensive ways to record.
1: I agree. Uh, one of them uh, we're actually using to record uh, the episode, which is the Zoom H6, but you can also use the Zoom H4, and there's other yep. products just like that, too
0: zoom h4 zoom h5 i know for uh i know that there's devices out there like audio interfaces that'll connect directly to your cell phone or your ipad or tablet and those are usually pretty cheap anywhere between the 50 to 125 maybe even 150 bucks and uh they work pretty well
1: yeah i didn't even think of that you could use your cell phone
0: i mean uh that's what actually that's why i picked up that positive grid riff which is this guy right here and uh, I like it a lot. The only thing is, it's it. I kind of feel like it was designed for a left-handed person.
1: Yeah. Could you show that to the camera? Let the viewers out there see it. Uh, Did you I catch that? Did you? Yeah. Viewer, I was gonna viewers? say. There's, I don't think know.
0: they could see it, but it's uh, rectangular. <laughs> it's got a knob on it. Right. It turns. Yep. Uh, but it does come with the cables to um, hook up to your uh, iPhone or Android.
1: Yeah, that's a good. Good point. I mean, you can get a um, get sort of a any sort of uh, interface, audio interface, and just connect it to your iPhone or Android or anything like that. Works great.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably a little bit more versatile too, uh, because you can download all sorts of um, like effects apps, and you can do all sorts of things. That's that's the way I would go.
1: Yep. So, what's the uh, next question?
2: So the next question is actually a question from Instagram. So it's our first question on Instagram, which is kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Who would be your Mount Rushmore of great guitar players? Now, excluding Hendrix. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. I know, I yeah. know, dads. I know who who dads would.
0: Yeah. Be. So so I uh, went on to Instagram and I saw this question come in, and I instantly took the question. And I just uh, threw it to dad in, in in a text message. And it was, hey, we got a, a question from Instagram. And, and and I gave him the question. And I just was like, you'll give it a little think or say cool or whatever. And yeah, he came back right away with his five, pe- or four people, Is there's only four. No, there's five. Right? Is there five?
1: Yeah, I said um, my first one, my first pick would be Stevie Ray Vaughan.
2: Duh.
0: Who's the okay? Wait, wait, wait. Who's the fifth? Okay, you, we, you got, you got we'll Washington. Get to that. No, yeah, Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, and Lincoln. Oh. Who's the fifth?
2: Rose. Oh, you know, we should know this for the amount of time we spent in the Black Hills.
0: That's right. True. Teddy Roosevelt.
2: He said Roosevelt.
0: Yeah, I said he, Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, Lincoln.
1: Um, don't know. He Sorry. said
2: Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, Lincoln. Yeah, it's four.
0: Four. Yes. Four. Four on the four on the mountain. Okay, so four. So it wasn't five; it was four. Okay. Now, now you came back with I, your top five, right? And the reality of it, and this is a very controversial thing. I actually did put a lot of thought into this, um, because who was the? Uh, it was like Gaston. Gaston. I can't remember the artist's name. Uh, I mm-hmm. had it pulled up the other day, but anyway, I was doing a little bit of research, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, who would I pick? And I was wanted to relate my picks compared to what the artist was thinking so for instance washington represents the birth of the united states okay and jefferson is the growth of the united states roosevelt is the development of the united states and lincoln is the preservation
2: wow you really put a lot of like
0: yeah i I did because this was really hard this is hard because it's not like let's be realistic all the real greats the well-known greats are really before my time. So I had to really think about this because that's the controversial thing that everybody says, why did the artist pick those presidents? And if the artist had to pick those presidents in a different time, would his choices be different? So that's why I was playing on it. So when I thought about this, I went with first who influenced me to pick up the guitar basically then who influences me to keep playing who continues to develop the guitar skill and then who preserves the music is what i was trying to think
2: can i guess your first one go ahead kurt cobain
0: Nope. oh man wrong wrong anyway Boop. so that's what i was thinking i don't i know that uh rick you picked out 5 but go ahead let's hear what yours were
1: okay no particular order actually i can order them i would say I was stevie gonna rick say you got to
0: order them yeah,
1: Stevie Ray Vaughan, I think, would be the uh, uh, the king of the Texas swing blues
0: type thing. What was the um, over under on that one, Amanda?
2: Oh, yeah, there's, there was no bet. Oh
0: absolutely yeah, okay. not. I yeah, mean, absolutely. we knew that. Yeah.
2: So so SRV, Stevie Ray Vaughan, is dad's Washington, apparently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, okay.
0: that's okay. Yeah.
1: And the next one, I would say, um, I mean, it's it's really tough. I would say um, Freddie King would be probably my next uh, my next one. And, uh, he is a very, very aggressive, uh, blues player. I would select him as second. I would say Jimmy, uh, not Jimmy, uh, Gary Moore would be the next popular Irish, uh, guitar player blues. He was a metal player. I don't know if a lot of people uh, knew that. Yeah. No. He played. Me-
0: I think out of the five you sent me, I only know two of them. So okay. I had to, so I was trying to look it up and I think, uh, would you say Jimmy Moore, Johnny Moore, uh, Gary Moore. Gary Moore, yeah, he yeah. was the one I actually looked up and and started to try to listen to.
1: Right, he was uh, he was a um, heavy metal player for a long time, and then he switched to blues, and that's where he made all of his money. But he's a really good blues player. After that, I would say Alvin uh, Lee, uh, you know, who's uh, you have already heard of. Yep, of, I listen to of
0: Alvin of Lee a lot lately,
1: and I, and I think there's uh, the Otters. The next one is uh, an unknown. He's uh, from I think he's from Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he went, he goes all the way back to the buddy guy days and stuff like that. And, and also buddy guy is a good, uh, good player. And I would say Jimmy Thackeray. He's, uh, uh, an excellent blues player. So those would be my, I mean, there's tons of them. I'm there's, uh, there's Eric Clapton, there's uh buddy guy. There's, uh, Alvin Lee, uh, not Alvin Lee. Uh, yeah, I, was say I mentioned, him. uh, Albert King is the one. He is really a, a very good player. So. Those are just yeah, some, but of
0: them. you can only pick four.
2: I was going to say that's that's more than four.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can only pick four. I, uh, and I, and and here's here's what I'm saying is that you probably can't pick Jimi Hendrix because he's probably the Statue of Liberty,
1: right? But I did pick four, even though I said five.
2: To be fair, there is a substantial gap in on Mount Rushmore. You could fit a fifth face. So there you go.
0: I'm I'm sure. Now, I've, I've, Amanda, have you thought of any of like or and it does. I'm not even saying it has to be the greatest guitar players, but just if you had five influences or four. I'm sorry, just four.
2: Oh, you know, I don't think I could name four. You know, no? I'm, I'm no. I mean, I could name two. Um. Oh.
1: Okay, let's hear. Him.
2: Peter Green.
1: Oh, Peter Green. Yeah, yeah Peter there's Green. one.
2: OG Fleetwood Mac, Peter Green. Yep. Um and then another one is um from a ba- a metal band that I like called August Burns Red, JB Brewbaker. Those are the two that I got.
1: I never heard of the last
0: one, but Yeah, yeah I haven't heard of that one either.
2: Nah, you know. I, I don't think not many people would, but he's the one dad that I always talk about the Ibanez. Mhm. He's big into Ibanez and I'm I'm just always wondering, you know. What the difference is between the Ibanez and the Gibson and all of that. That's why I always ask you all those questions. But right, anyway, right. And those Ibanez, are my
1: two. Ibanez is a great guitar. And uh, like I said to you, I I know uh, Steve Vai and there's uh, Joe. Uh, oh, what's his last name? Oh, I can't remember. Sacchettini or something like that. I probably pronounced that wrong. But uh, yeah, they all use um, Ibanez guitars, and they are very good.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So those are my two. I only have two. Okay. Oh. Tim.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a little bit of time to think of another two, not to put you on the spot. Oh, you don't, geez. you don't have to, but <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, I've already gone through and said kind of my mentality of what I was thinking when I came up with my five, because if I didn't put a little extra thought on it, um, I might have half of the exact same statue that Rick has. So I had to put some thought in this. I said, okay, so, uh, to represent Washington, the birth of the United States, who influenced me to, pick up and start learning i'm gonna give that to uh davidas who is a local floridian street musician Uh, i believe he's originally from lithuania but he's he does street performances and he does like looping and guitar solos and um i just think that that's really cool that he can take a song listen to just a short piece of it and then recreate it, but it's his own product. It's not the exact same thing. So I, that, that was the thing I was like, Oh, that, that, that's cool. So that made me want to pick it up. Cool. Uh, second, who, uh, continues to influence me to keep playing. This was a little bit harder, but I kind of wanted to give credit where credit was due. Um, because lately for whatever reason, I've just been listening to a lot of prints. Um, so I put Prince, uh third who continues to develop you're never gonna guess this one um
2: i need a hint give me a hint
0: uh rage against the machine
2: oh i don't know names i mean i know the band i don't know
0: tom morello
2: oh okay is he like a bald guy
0: uh he might be i think he always wears a hat yeah but he's like he's just constantly like tinkering with effects and trying to make the guitar do different things I'm not uh, necessarily a huge fan of or follower of the music, but I have seen a lot of what he does. And so for uh, continuing to develop and improve, I gave that to Tom Morello. And fourth, who preserves the music? I gave this to an artist who I think this artist will be as popular as he was. I think he'll be that popular in 100 years. Everybody loves a little Eddie Van Halen.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: So,
2: do they though?
0: Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. Everybody makes fun of me because I almost always will have uh, something Eddie Van Halen up on my YouTube just kind of playing in the background.
2: I can't believe there wasn't like an Eric Clapton mention or a James Hetfield. I feel like they're pretty honorable mentions.
0: Yeah. So, I was never a big Clapton fan. Um, you know, I was just not yeah, Dad really was. my thing. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and James Hetfield. Although I think he's great, I just don't know if he I don't know if he deserves a spot I mean maybe if I have a fifth uh, uh a fifth person to pick I could pick James Hetfield. that's fair I mean like what about slash
2: true that's true too
0: you know there's there's a ton of them out there but if you had to pick those would be the four I'd pick and like I said in the beginning it really depends on who you are and at what time you have to make those choices you might choose different people
1: okay I got trivia for you
0: Oh, great.
1: Okay. Eric Clapton. What's his, uh, he has another name for himself, what everybody called him. Actually, it was the name of an album.
2: I don't
1: know. Here, Should I start the ding, 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 ding?
2: Can I phone a friend? <laughs>
0: I don't, uh.
1: <laughs> you want to Can phone I a get friend? get
0: 50-50?
1: <laughs> no. No, I don't know. Okay. It's Slow Hand.
0: Oh, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah.
1: I I actually liked him when he was with Cream.
0: That's what everybody says. That's like on The Wedding Singer whenever or is it, or one of the movies where they're like, "I want to hear pre-1980 Billy Joel." Yeah. <laughs> was that
2: The Wedding Singer?
0: No, it no, it wasn't. It was uh, I think it was Step Brothers when they're at the oh, Catalina yeah, wine yeah, mixer. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that
2: was And it. I
0: think they wanted to hear uh I think somebody was trying to yell out like uh late 80s 90s Billy Joel and they're like cover bands like, "Sorry, we only play pre-80s." That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That is right. We went to a um, uh, an RV spot uh, in Carlsbad, right on the bluffs. And uh, right, you know, on the bluffs, you, you park your RV and then literally right down below the ocean. They had like an acoustic guitar player um, playing by a little bar and we were all sitting outside and they're like, you have any requests? And I was like, play Slipknot.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's like, oh, I do
2: not have the right equipment for that. I'm sorry, miss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Slip- yeah, but play Slipknot acoustic. Right, yes.
2: right.
1: Slipknot is from Iowa, too, I think.
2: They are. Yep. Yep. 515. I bet
0: they are. Did you just represent? About
2: 515. I did.
0: <laughs> uh, that was all the questions, right?
2: That was all the questions.
0: All right. Well, if you have any questions you want to ask us, just reach out via email pandemicguitar at iCloud.com or catch us on Instagram at pandemic guitar. Ask your question. And if it's good enough and gosh darn it, we like it. We'll answer it.
2: At this point, all questions are good enough and they're all welcomed.
0: Yeah, that's true. We will
2: answer anything.
0: Almost. Yeah, almost. Okay. All right. Let's keep as long as it's guitar music related. Right. Let's
2: keep it rated G. For guitar. Right. (laughs) Tim missed that.
0: Wow. There you go. Guitar G. That's the name of this episode. Keep it rated G. Or no, just G is for guitar. (laughs)
2: There you
0: go. Uh, so I know I I asked you, Rick. Uh I I was trying to uh come up with an idea topic, right, for this episode, what I really wanted to get out of it. And I gave you an idea of You know what are some good songs to learn for different techniques and so forth and i think hopefully kind of talking to you a little bit more and looking at the notes maybe it makes a little bit more sense than what it originally did yeah i guess what i'm trying to get at is you know you you go to these apps that are out there and they have these lessons and they start you off at the very beginning and you know like maybe just um you know quarter notes half notes and then maybe just a single string and they work you up and they try to work you up to a song you know a lot of books are the same way they try to work you up to a song and it seems like there's this group of songs that everybody tries to work you up to and right off I should have looked to give you some examples, but a lot of times you're looking at the song that you're trying to learn, and you're like, "I would never want to listen to that song on the radio." Why am I trying to learn that song? Okay. Well, they're teaching you this song mm-hmm. to get you to a point or a spot, right? To learn something to get you to the, a, a milestone, right? What other songs could they put in their in their in the place to achieve the same thing.
1: Well, you gotta remember that uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the newer songs and some of the, even some of the older songs have got copyrights on them. So they can't, uh, you know, can't do it. I mean, what you're basically learning is a lot of public domain stuff, like uh, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and things like that, you know, I mean.
0: Right, so, so I understand that Tim can't just go create a learn how to poorly play guitar every day video series and just pick whatever willy-nilly song because i i don't have ownership of that music right but but but, you know there's nothing that says tim can't say i want to learn this song you know for instance i want to learn strumming uh, patterns right so here's a song that i think sounds really good that's cool that i'd like to learn which will also teach me strumming patterns
1: and uh, yeah, I agree.
0: Instead of, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I think, uh, uh learning rhythm, I'm going to call it rhythm, strumming patterns, okay. any, any sort of rhythm I think is the key to yeah. it. I mean, that's the first thing that, uh, anybody should learn. I mean, whether you play, uh, I think you should be doing the cowboy chords, which, uh, are back a long time ago, those were like the open chords, like, you know, they're open strings, you know, just down by the first fret down there first, second, and third mm-hmm. right, and, uh, then progress up to bar chords and stuff like that. So I would go that route. That would probably be, be the uh, best. I don't, I know a lot of people that have done, tried to do lead and tried to learn that way and lead first, and they don't know the rhythm very well, or they haven't practiced the rhythm. So
0: Well, yeah, and that's, that's what you, when, when I, you said that to me before, that a lot of people are just like, ah, I want to be the lead. It sounds so cool. Right. But when you do that, you're not really learning, you know, timing and and all these other things that you would probably learn as a rhythm guitarist.
1: Well, everything, everything playing the guitar is about timing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, I just remember, I think it was uh, B.B. King who said, uh, I don't play a gazillion notes at a time. I play one good note that lasts a long time. Ooh. Yeah. So Yeah, that's
2: uh, deep. That one. Right. <laughs> good. Yeah,
1: but, but I mean, I mean, you yeah. know, he, he's like, uh, I mean, if you, you take him and you, you look like you go with, um, what's his name? Uh, Mobstein, uh, Ingve And, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a neoclassical. Can you spell that please? Oh, I'm not going to even try, <laughs> but, uh, he's neoclassical and he plays a million gazillion notes at one, you know, around the fretboard, but he's, that's what he's known for. Where BB King was always about play a note and get the most mileage out of that note you can.
0: It makes I get it, but I'm not BB King level. I'm not Eric Clapton level. I'm not any. I'm like I am. uh, I I can just start to put bits and pieces together where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of it kind of sounds right, right. Or I've even gotten to the point in a few things that I've tried to learn that when I'm going through the tab, I'm like. Yeah that that doesn't sound right so I start to look for something a little bit different that sounds closer to right or at least what I think is right right what sounds right to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was just an interesting question to me because I've never really thought about strumming patterns I've seen it uh, uh, before but I've never really thought about it and I've never really seen anything or or found a song that I was interested in learning that was heavy in strumming patterns. I mean, maybe a little Tom Petty. He, he did definitely some strumming pattern in there. Right. But I didn't really focus on it. I was just like, I, I can't make this sound anything like Tom Petty. Cool. Um, but then, then I heard um, Chris Cornell, who does an acoustic version of uh, Nothing Compares to You. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. Right. I want to learn how to play it. The chords are actually really easy. It's all about the strumming pattern right and timing yep so that's what brought up the question
1: you gotta you gotta practice that's uh, i mean anybody that uh, tells you that you can play for two or three minutes a day or even half an hour a week is uh, it's just not gonna cut it i mean i i play just about every night i uh, even though the television is going going i sit in the chair and i pick up a guitar and i play for about an hour every night I may not be, have it plugged into an amp, but I'm practicing different things that, and trying to continue with uh, my skills, trying to improve them. So,
0: uh, let me ask you a really important question. Sure. Do you play for an hour, but only during commercial breaks, or do you just play through the whole whatever whatever mom's watching? You just play through the whole thing.
1: Uh, I, uh, what's really strange about that is I listen to certain, you know, I, I watch certain programs on TV, and during the programs, I just, uh, practice, uh, finger exercise and a few scales and things like that. And I might go over a few songs, but then what's really weird is the commercials come along and I start trying to play to them. I try to figure out the commercials.
0: <laughs> 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 I mean, I want, I want this recording session.
1: I mean, it's just, it's just, it's weird how that happens. I mean, you just, you just hear some music and you say, oh, hey, uh, maybe I can, uh, let me, let me see if I can figure out the rhythm. And if it's a popular commercial, you know, maybe, you know, I figure out the rhythm in two or three tries. And then after that, I'm off to the lead and doing a little few little lead licks and stuff like that to try to make it sound good, you know, and just the way that works out.
0: I want to, I want to hear your, uh, your guitar lead over uh, a McDonald's commercial.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't, uh,
0: not
1: that Yeah, no, uh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I think
2: I mentioned this in the first uh, recording that we did that, you know, Tim messed up on the audio and unfortunately we couldn't use that material, but uh, oh, nah. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I remember in like junior high school, dad taught me how to play a system of a down song just by listening to it. He didn't even have to yeah. like look at any music sheets or qu- notes or anything like that. Just he's like, oh, let me just listen to it a few times. I'm like, wow. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, that's what they call playing by ear. What happens is it's called, um, uh, you try to get um, your ear up to what they call perfect pitch. You hear something and um, you can basically memorize it and mimic playing it on the guitar. It's a skill that uh, it takes some time to develop, but uh, it can be developed. And uh, people that have that skill um, can figure out things really fast. I mean, to give you an example, um, certain lead licks and certain rhythms you'll hear them on a record or I'm sorry that's how far I go back a record they I'm sorry Uh, you'll hear them on a stream on a music stream or something like that and I'll say I'll say to myself internally I'll just say you know just thinking I know that I know how to I know how to play that because I've played it before and I've heard it so many times that it might be in a different key but I know how he's doing it
2: yeah it seems it seems like it's a real talent.
1: It's developed over time. I mean, right. nobody can, I mean, it's, uh, I've been playing, I've been playing a long time and it's just listening and listening and listening. And there's only so many things you can, I mean, there's lots of things you can do on the car, guitar, but it's just practicing and listening and practicing and listening and, and then saying something, Hey, I've never heard that before. I got to figure out how to do that. So see,
0: the thing is though, is you should have made it look just, just uh, put a little acting in. And made it look more difficult because Amanda's right. I remember when I was younger, I think I came to you and I'm like, listen to this Metallica song. I want to teach me how to play this. And you do that. You listen to it for a little bit and you're like, oh, here it is. And I'm just like, well, well, I quit. There's no way I'm going to do that.
1: You're lucky it wasn't a Tom Petty. It's on Tom Petty only uses three chords.
2: I did the same thing after I played it for a little bit, maybe two days I was like, okay. "Hey, Dad, I'm getting like blisters on my fingers." He's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. that happens." I'm like, "Nah, I'm out. I'm out." Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, that's a real thing though, because I didn't get blisters, but my fingertips definitely got sore to the point where I think I had to take like a three or a four day break.
1: Right. Wow. Yeah. When you're first starting out, that is a that is a thing, and uh, you got to build up the uh, calluses on your on your fingers there and that's what uh, does it but uh, once they once you get them built up and after a while it uh, doesn't bother you anymore and you're you don't get blisters and you just That's play like the,
2: the bassist from Red Hat Chili Peppers Flea right he i guess he's like well known for playing the bass like so aggressively that apparently he puts like uh super glue like in the holes of his fingers like he has like holes in his fingers in order for him to play he has to like put super glue
1: I've heard of that you know i i've um that's something that uh, i've heard of i do know that uh, there was one guitarist that uh, it was uh, the black sabbath guitarist tony lamoni and um
0: stevie the, ray had to do it for a while too
1: yeah but uh, tony had uh, he worked in some sort of metal shop is what the story is and and uh, he lost the tips of his fingers on a bandsaw or something something happened i don't know whether it was a bandsaw or not but something happened he lost the tips of his fingers and he always had to play with something and on his fingertips he had to make up something to get the strings down on the fretboard you know wow so that must have hurt I can imagine yeah
0: that that'd be crazy to and I'm not saying that they're not out there but I think that would be crazy to see somebody with with that kind of of uh I hope I'm saying using the right word but deformity um, you know, not being not having the fingers or not having, a, you know, your hand um, and still figuring out a way to play. I mean, um, look at I think it was Jim Abbott who uh, was a pitcher in baseball and he only had his pitching hand. Right. And so not only with one hand, not only did he play professional baseball, he was a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. I mean, I, I know what it was, uh, it was the drummer from Def Leppard that only had one arm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or is that just a song? I don't know if that's actually true or not. I'm I think not sure.
2: I think I remember that.
0: It, it is yeah,
2: true? I think so. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. I, I didn't hear that, but.
0: Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought you were doing research on the fly. No, absolutely not. Well, I'll do it. Okay. Okay. Hey Siri, did the drummer from Def Leppard only have one arm? Oh, I thought it was gonna to read to me, and it would have been much better. But apparently, Siri disappointed me. Ew. Uh Richard John Allen, born November first, nineteen sixty-three, is an English drummer who has played for the hard rock band Def Leppard since nineteen seventy-eight. He overcame the amputation of his left arm in January nineteen eighty-five and continued to play with the band, which went on to its most commercially successful phase. Wow! There you have it.
2: It's impressive. Well, you just adapt, you know, yeah. like anything else. If you really want to do it, you know, you find a way.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at uh, Beethoven, I mean, he was uh, deaf. Was he? Yeah, he was
0: deaf. I've, I've heard of other musicians, Um, I think more uh, percussionists or even pianists who play by feeling. Yeah. They they feel the music and that's how they can put their pieces together. Yeah, they
1: feel the vibration.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: That, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it,
2: interesting.
1: It's amazing what we can do.
0: So you said, uh we mentioned um uh strumming patterns, right? And you've mentioned um bar chords and right before that you were talking about oh, what was it? Open chords?
1: Yeah, open chords, the cowboy chords.
0: Okay. You know, so... you
1: remember the, the you know when um, cowboys would have campfires and they would have a guitar and they would play they just open chords basically. Any open chords, they called cowboy
0: chords. Okay, but like, so what is it? I'm still not getting it because I don't have a picture of what. Like, is it just you're gonna strum an E?
1: Yes, an
0: E and an A, right? And then an a G. Yeah. So really, you're never using any. You're not really using any of your fretting fingers.
1: Well, you're not using any bar
0: chords. Okay, so, so they're, they're just cowboy, like cow- like an A,
1: right? Cowboy chords are just open chords. They just strum the whole thing. You know, they just strum all six strings. And play, you,
0: know, you so you, you basically a C, uh, right. which would be like one zero two three. That would be a cowboy chord. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that, okay, I get you now.
1: Yeah, you know, you got uh, you got E A C D. You know, you can even do if you want to really be technical, you can do an F, but you don't need to do the bar. You can do the, uh, you can fret the first two uh, strings, the E and the B, and go from there. You
0: know. Yeah, the, the F chord is probably my most dreaded bar chord
1: that's why they call it the f chord Mm -hmm.
0: yeah (laughs) i I can finally being younger i could never hit that i could never do it never do it now i can do it but i'm not getting there fast
1: yeah it takes some time you'll get it you got to build it You got to build up the dexterity.
0: Yeah, have you ever? Well, I've noticed this. I know you have, of course. Right. Obviously. Yep. Um, you're trying uh to uh, work your way. I usually try to work my way through um, about four measures at a time, uh, and I'll kind of get that the four measures down, uh, and then I'll come back and I'll play it the next day, and then maybe three days in a row I'll work those first four to six measures. Yeah. Then I won't do it for a day or two, and I'll come back. And it's almost it's it's almost like I've been practicing for those two or three days that I took a break. It's like my taking that little break from it actually helped me get to where I wanted to go.
1: Right. Yeah. That's the way I learn. I mean, when I learn something new, I I play it uh, two or three times. You know, small pieces of it, and then I might play it for the for three days. Then I just stop, let it go a day, and then I pick it up again, and I just continue until it feels natural. The key is you have to. You have to play it without even thinking about it it's uh, what they call um muscle memory yeah and muscle memory comes into a big play a big part of of the whole thing because if you memorize it and it becomes natural and you don't have to think about it it just comes out
0: yeah i'm still working on that i i have found that uh i can go from one th- one to three to five the frets one first fret second fret or i'm sorry first fifth seventh and ninth and then twelfth i can usually without looking or thinking about it i can usually get if not really close right on right which is a huge improvement
1: yeah i mean practice makes perfect
0: man that was like a yeah okay cool story bro shut up next (laughs) that's exactly how that sounded sorry
1: Sorry, i did not mean that
0: (laughs) that was that was a literal thumbs up emoji (laughs) Oh boy! Wow, um, finger picking—that's ah. another style. Like yes, uh, never. Can you think of a song right off the top of your head for finger picking? Oh,
1: you know what? If you really want to um, watch a guy that really knows finger p- picking, Tommy Emmanuel—he is Tommy Emmanuel. Yeah, he is unbelievable. You—he um, hmm. is—he he plays an acoustic guitar. And he just goes, uh, he goes crazy. I mean, some of the stuff he plays is just unbelievable. But he finger picks everything. Matter of fact, he uses the wraparound picks on his fingers, you know, instead of his actual fingers. Sometimes he uses his fingers, but he actually has a finger picks and stuff like that that he puts on. But he is really... uh,
2: Finger picking is not the same as finger tapping, correct?
1: That is correct.
2: Okay. Just making sure I'm on the right page here.
1: Yeah. Finger uh, finger picking is actually down uh, by the bridge between somewhere around the, um, uh, below the neck and between the bridge and the neck. And you actually finger pick the strings where tapping is usually you take and you have, uh, you hold on your left hand, you hold, if you're, if you're a righty in your left hand, you hold a, a note on the fret and then you tap the string on up, like maybe four frets above or three frets above to create a to create a, um, another note. So okay. it's, uh, yeah, I mean, finger tapping, um, if you're looking at finger tapping, I would go after, um, oh, Eddie Van Halen would be, uh, probably the, uh, uh, one that I would look at. He used to do a lot of finger tapping. Hmm. So as a matter of fact, he was the, I think, I'm not sure if he was the actual one who brought it to the, uh, guitar playing, but. No,
0: uh, I, I think th- that. I think that Eddie Van Halen has actually admitted that he was not the, like, it wasn't something that he created. Okay. It's something that that he has seen or he's heard something and he tried to replicate. I think that people just try to give him credit because that's where most people first see it.
1: Right, and that's where I've seen it, yeah. And I was pretty uh, pretty amazed at that, too, and uh, I've done it. I mean, it, it works really well.
0: I'm still trying to figure out that uh, that those harmonics where you just barely touch the string and and you get that that harmonic you know like on the twelfth fret yep, and there's a few others that are like I, like that's what I do. You said earlier when you're sitting there watching TV and you know you're you're trying to uh, during the commercials figure out how to play some of the songs. That's one of the things that I do is I try to find those harmonics around the neck. Right. And it's just because I don't know.
1: Yeah they're they're all over the place. Um, you just got to uh, play around and figure out where they are and the common ones are up uh, at the 12th fret and what you have to do is you don't uh, most people will uh, push be in the middle of the threat uh, middle of the fret that will uh, get you the note but if you just hover over exactly over the top of the fret and just lightly hold the string with your finger and then pluck the string, it creates a harmonic. Super light. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like almost to the point where you're like, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And they also have the, now I don't know if you're familiar with this, also what they call pinch harmonics.
0: Nah, I've never heard of it.
1: Really? Um, Billy Gibbons, uh, ZZ Top, does that a lot. Uh, you'll hear him play a pinch harmonic, and what it is is he, cho- he does what they call a choke on the pick, and his when he picks the string, his thumb actually mutes the, it doesn't really mute it, but it just like touches the string and creates the harmonic. So hmm. I'll show you that sometime when I see you. <laughs> it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I guess I've never even, and I've never even thought to like listen for that, you know? Yep. I suppose now if I go back, I'm gonna, if I s- try to listen to some ZZ Top, I'll probably try to find it.
1: Yeah. probably still won't. He, is, he does it all the time.
0: One thing that I've always, Thought, or I've been—I shouldn't say always, but lately I've been thinking. Yeah. I don't really know any scales, uh a- and I and I've tried to like go online and say, okay, what's going on with scales? Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I don't know why. Maybe it just seems like like scales is music theory or something.
1: Not really. Well, I mean, it is. A... It's
0: just so hard for me to make sense of it.
1: I mean, like it is in a way, but. Uh, uh... You should learn like um, I guess the easiest one to learn is the uh, the minor pentatonic scale and that's easy I mean even though you may not know the notes in it you should know the notes or learn the notes but it's pretty easy and then you can graduate to the major pentatonic I mean uh, and then from there you can go to uh, Frisian uh, the, um, there's a bunch of them. There's seven. I, I don't, I
0: don't want a Brazilian. I no, was just going to say the same no. <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's what I no, heard. No.
1: It's a scale. It's <laughs> like, the A-load. I'm trying A-low. to learn
0: guitar here. Yeah.
1: There's a, there's seven, there's seven scales. There's seven different, uh, things. And just type the type of music dictates that type of scale, you know, like. Uh, so
0: what ultimately, so like learning the scale.
1: Okay. Go ahead.
0: What ultimately, like, what are you, trying to get to what's your goal other than what I see online is people just like hey check out the scale right yeah no you're trying
1: to you're trying to be unique you're trying to be unique in the way you use the scale and that may sound that may sound a little strange but to give you an example Carlos Santana um, Mm -hmm. he's in the Aeolian scale and he moves in and out of the uh, minor scale constantly those two scales and that's how he creates that that sound that he has that he's noted for. Constantly in and out of the scale, at different scales, the sound that he creates is that. Uh, uh, oh, I'm going to say it's the Latin type sound. Yeah, yeah, and it's he's he's noted for being you know that that's his that's his signature, you know. So like ah. to give you an example, Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, is a, a minor pentatonic guy, and uh, that's his. Uh, You know, you can tell he's a Texas swing, Texas swing blues type thing. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, just really good stuff. And that's what creates Hmm. the different tones.
0: Okay. So, I guess one more question. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Is it capo? Well, a multi-part question. Capo or capo? Capo. Okay, capo. Yeah. And is the only reason why you need that is so that you can play Oasis? No,
1: there's a a lot of people use them. It's just... uh, if you have to play a song in a different key, let's say you uh, you're a singer and you or you, you have a singer in a band and you're playing something and uh, let's say the key is uh, the the original key is an E, but uh, the person he or she sings in a in an A, you might want to use a capo to bridge the strings to make it easier for you to
0: play. Okay, give me an example of of that. Okay, so you're you said if the key is normally an E,
1: right. And it doesn't have to and, be
0: okay. Let me. Well, no, I'm just as an example.
1: Okay. All right. Do you re, let's let's back up a little bit. Do you remember how I? Okay. Remember I told you about cowboy chords? Yeah. Okay. They're open chords. Well, let's say yep. let's say you really like something that's down. I mean, you you come up with a, you, come up with a melody that's down there on the on the E basically the E uh, area down there. You know the first three. Th- frets. The high E or low E? Well, no, no. I'm not. talking... I'm talking about the first three four frets. The key of E, okay. the key of E, okay, okay, which would be the first string. Of course, you got the uh, at the nut is E, and then it goes all the way over to the other E, which is high E, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's say that you uh, you want to play it higher up. Let's say you want to play it at A or you want to play it at a G, but you like the openness of the of the of the chords. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you do is you get a capo and you put it on the neck and then you play it up there.
0: Okay. So you're saying mm-hmm. that. At the nut, that's E. Yeah, that's E. So then well, if you were to Uh
1: there's there's some there's some differences there. It depends on how you tune. I'm talking about standard tuning. Yeah,
0: on standard tuning. Yeah. Standard tuning. Let's not get crazy yet. Yeah. Okay. So standard tuning at the nut, no capo, E. Right. And I mean, so then if I were to
1: let me okay, that doesn't mean you're gonna have to start out. You can you can start out with an A chord. You can start out with a G chord or a C chord. I mean it depends on the key you want, but you can also get you can also move it, move it up if you want, like um, to play something a little bit more unique, up higher. You know what I'm saying?
0: I'm just trying to, like, I guess, and this is probably a, a completely different topic. I'm just trying to think to myself, okay, how do I know, like, uh, this is the this this song? I want to go from E to A. Right. How do I know whether I want to be at the second fret, third fret, fourth fret for the capo?
1: It depends on what you want. I mean. It's, I guess it's hard to explain, but it's, uh, it's not, to give you an example, there's a lot of people that like the, um, the E position down there because when you take, an, um, you can take like the E chord and you can do it like an E seventh and E sixth to get a certain sound out of it. Well, you can play notes within the key of E at that E position, but let's say you don't, let's say you want to move it up three and you want to start a G. Well, G may not be the best spot to do that because the G chord is different. You know, in other words, you t- we're talking about the cage system is what you're talking about. So I have an okay. I have an E chord, right? And I'm playing the E chord and I pick a few strings that are within that E chord. Well, let's say I want to start the song in G. So I move, I put the capo with G. I can still play the E chord, but I'm at the G position.
0: You know, that sounds really interesting. I think I'm just going to go ahead and put this capo away. I don't need it.
1: <laughs> I got one.
0: Um, yeah, you got a spare. Yeah, I got, I got, I got a spare. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, we've been eating up quite a bit of time. We should probably keep on moving forward. Uh, Amanda, do we have some, uh, music history?
2: We do. And you know, I'd appreciate if maybe we could like create some kind of like cool riff for the intro for this that really kind of says, Amanda's about to just blow your face off with this amazing music history.
1: You'll have to give me time. Yeah.
0: How's your, how's your heavy metal?
1: Um,
2: <laughs> a little rusty.
1: Yeah,
0: that's a <laughs> lot of <laughs> finger tapping. A
2: lot of finger <laughs> tapping. <music>, history.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I did. I did the beginning part. I don't know if everybody knows that, but
0: you did. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember if we actually said that or not. But yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I,
1: I created that, and uh, I used my Charvel. It's a six string with a Floyd Rose. Uh, that's like at the. Uh, I do the the uh, drop at the end. Yeah, with the. Uh, that. that was
0: that was per my request. Yeah, dive bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Rick comes over to to my place and uh, he he picks up my uh, my um, my Toy Story guitar and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is how I did the intro." I'm like, "You did what?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. gonna need I'm gonna need like a slow motion camera here because I have no idea. Yeah, I re- like, it's 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 so simple, but it sounds amazing. Yeah,
1: I mean, what what happened was is that I I recorded that and I had three different versions of it, but I picked that version. I thought it sounded a lot better. It was more, it had a lot more fullness to it. And uh, here again, I was uh, once again I talked about the DI track in a few of the episodes, and uh, if I didn't record the DI track, I I got all done and I didn't really like what I heard. So I went back to the DI track and I did a, I remixed it and put an amp sim on there and I finally got the sound I really liked out of it.
2: You can always just redo that and just make it more metal, and then we'll just throw it right in the middle here.
1: Right, but the thing is, the thing is, is that as I said, uh, um, if you if you record a track and you have the the effect on the track and you don't have a dry track, a DI track is a dry track. What happens is, is that all of a sudden I, I was I was put in a position where I really i don't want to really redo it because i it turned out really nice and uh but the when i listened back to it it was like eh i really don't like it so what i did was i took the dry track made a copy of it and then i worked with that and i came up with what the uh start was there of the The podcast yeah the intro
0: so then you still gotta work on an outro yeah i know i know i'm working on you gotta get an outro but we want we want we want everything to be internal right we don't. We don't want to scour the internet and try to find somebody else's material to use. Yeah.
1: No, I know. I've been bad about that. I got so much work, so much stuff to do here.
0: We'll get it. Yep. I'm not worried. Yep.
2: All right. So this day in music history on November 3rd, is everybody ready? Yep. Okay. 1956, "Love Me Tender" replaces "Don't Be Cruel" slash "Hound Dog." On the Billboard chart, making Elvis the first artist to knock himself out of the number one position.
1: Wow! Did not know that. It's talent, right there. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you love to have as a musician? Wouldn't you love to have that problem? The only person that can beat me is me. Yeah,
2: right.
1: Is he still down in Gr- Graceland down there?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think... mean, his remains are. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I think <laughs> sure they are.
1: I think there's sightings.
2: Oh, there's sightings everywhere about this. They're all over yeah. Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's
0: all over the place.
2: Onward. Uh, I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip this. I'm going to go to 1962.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Billboard magazine drops the Western from its country and Western chart. So now it's just country. That's where just the country music chart comes from.
0: Cool. Did they, did they drop it all together or did they make it two separate things? I That's think a they- great
2: question.
1: I think they dropped.
0: I, would, it.
2: I, I think they dropped. Yeah, I it. bet you
0: they would. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense because I, I think at that point in time you're kind of losing the Western
2: right and just
0: country. Yeah, yeah, makes sense.
2: Did you know that Bakersfield, where I live, is like the country music capital of the world? No, nah, did you know that? I did not. And don't argue with any of the locals here about that either. Wow. Because I'll be yeah, like, I, no, "Hey, I what hope about I never Nashville? What about you know anywhere else?" And they're like, "No, it's here. No. It's us."
0: Yeah. Now it's here, it's here. <laughs> Can't you see the pickup truck in my yard Well no they don't have pickup they trucks do. there They do, do A they? lot
2: of pickup trucks that are just Ridiculously large wheels Loud ridiculous Well mm-hmm.
0: enjoy it while you can Bakersfield right. Yep. Uh, in
2: 1979 The Eagles 6th album The Long Run hits number one in America Where it stays for the rest of 1979
1: <laughs> Wow Didn't I know that
0: I just realized that we have a typo in there. It says, yep, it says yep. the long run hits a dollar in America. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. It also says where is stays.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a, um, we're, speaking we're, oh, of yeah, speaking of the Eagles, the uh, Joe Walsh. I mean, uh, talk about a unique guitarist.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, well, and good. the Eagles isn't the only band he's ever been in, right? He's I, been. In...
1: I don't know if it's the only one, but
0: I, I feel like he's been in other bands or maybe has a solo career at the same time. Could be. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Nineteen ninety. Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice hits number one in the US, making the first time a rapper has topped the charts.
0: Heck yeah. What a
2: tune. That was yep. a tune. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: yeah, that that one still lives on. It what's funny is that he's uh I can't remember what his um real name is, but He has a TV show, or at least he had a TV show where he fixed up uh, multi-million dollar houses and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, he hates that song.
2: Yeah. Yep. He literally he doesn't like any like connection between him and that song. Uh He gets so upset over it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of unfortunately kind of almost makes him a one-hit wonder,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. But
0: it's a great one-hit. I
2: don't think he had any other songs i don't remember any
0: oh yeah did he, he did uh, yeah he had uh he had that one with uh the teenage mutant ninja turtles i think it was like go ninja <laughs> no oh yeah <laughs> and then so. uh he's really? like, and then he had like ride that train or, 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 or slow that train i want to get on or i don't know it, I no he idea. had a couple hits he had a couple good ones yeah
2: i don't know i guess i was only three when ice ice baby came out so the fact that i yeah. know that one is a miracle
0: yeah I almost know all the words to Ice Ice Baby. Matter of fact, uh, when I went to senior leader course over there in Fort Lee, they wanted me to learn the NCO Creed, which is like four paragraphs long. And I was like, uh, hey, Sergeant, uh, I got a 1980s hard drive up here. I don't know if I can remember this because I don't want to forget the lyrics to Ice Ice Baby. <laughs>
2: yeah, wow. you don't want to forget that.
0: Yeah, no, priceless. All right. That's everything for uh, music history? That's
2: all we got that that was really monumental for November 3rd.
1: Music! History!
0: (laughs) There you go. That's what you get for for music right now.
2: Was that supposed to be Creed? (laughs) I have no idea. Or (laughs) Nickelback Photograph? Look at this photograph.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's time for music history. All right. All right. <laughs> it. We'll be back right after this. Dad. Peyton. Dad
2: doesn't get the references. It's fine. No,
1: I don't. No, it's,
0: fine. it's, it's all right. Sorry, I'm secluded. Uh, you got any new news with the project guitar?
1: I do. I uh, got a few. Well, it's the electronics or what's underneath the hood, or the pick guard, as you might say. I had to evaluate that. I know that the uh, the pick guard was replaced. It was uh, there was a single ply pick guard and it was replaced with a uh, triple ply. So it's a uh, white, black, white, instead of just white. And then um, replaced all the controls. I replaced the volume and the two-tone controls with uh, the CTI stuff. CTI? CTS. I'm sorry, CTS. Uh, and I also replaced the five, uh, five-way 5 switch with a with an actual uh, good switch. Did find a few cold solder joints in there. I was really surprised about that.
0: What, what's the... What's a cold solder joint?
1: Oh, it's when the when they don't heat the metal up. To give you an example, the wire and the metal, and what happens is is that the solder is applied and then the heat is removed, and it gets uh, instead of having a nice shine to the solder joint, it has
0: like a dull finish,
1: and that's a that's, oh, a, okay. that's a cold solder joint, um,
0: and and that's not good.
1: No, in a lot of it, a lot of instances, it's not. Um, it's it's okay, um, but it's not uh, it's not the best. Uh, I would hmm. I would say. Uh, the other thing I found was, is that the quarter inch jack in the bottom, in the body there, they, somebody just wrapped the wire around, the wires around the uh, connectors and didn't even bother to solder them. So it led me to believe that, uh, yeah, it
0: was. You, you sent me that picture and I was like, what? Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> I know. Well, that, that was the, uh...
0: Oh, hey John, we ran out of solder. Yeah. Just wrap it. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah. So it, I replaced the, uh. I replaced the connector that uh, jack, the quarter-inch jack, with a better jack because that was a piece of junk. So that's been replaced, and uh, I left the pick guard because it's the pick guard's okay. I left the original pickups in there, the ceramic pickups. So uh, other than that, uh, I got it working. i um, uh, I just got the only thing I got left to do is put uh, is to check the electronics out once again. I just made a few little adjustments to them. I want to check them out again and then i want to do the uh, intonation on the uh, guitar i still have yet to do but otherwise other than that it plays really nice
0: so so we're getting close to the end of project guitar number one yep sounds like yep and ah i'm excited yes and i need i do need to get all the pictures up and write-ups and right i I do need to get that up for everybody i really do we'll get it up
1: right and the next uh I think what I'll do is in the um, next episode or the episode after that, I will have uh, some audio for the guitars. I suspect there won't be any any difference, any real difference, because the pickups haven't been swapped out. Uh, you might see, a, might hear a little bit difference in the tone because I use the uh, orange drop capacitor in the uh, in the cavity. Uh, Which is the better capacitor, not the cheap stuff.
0: We're most likely not going to hear uh, the before and after on the next episode. Because the next episode is a special episode. Oh, that's
1: right, yeah. I'll let you talk about that. (laughs) Well, thanks. Yeah, no problem.
0: Uh, Yeah. So, between this episode and next episode, uh, Joe Bonamassa is going to be in town. And we have tickets. Center stage, which is good for that venue because if you sit on the ends, you end up not seeing half the stage. That's true. But it's bad because there's no aisle in the middle. So if you have to get up, you got to walk past like 25 people sitting down. More than that. Is it more than that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, 45. I thought it was like 25 on each side. It's like 45. No, it'd be be about 50 on each side. You're right. This is a
2: seated concert?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean... I'm sure that people are going to be standing up, but it's not like, um, it's not like they have like a dance floor. Like general admission mosh, mosh pit area. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. right. Gotcha. Yep. So it's, and, and everybody who, 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 uh, pays to get in, everybody gets a seat you can stand if you want or not. But, yeah. uh, yeah, so we're going to literally go to that concert on a Sunday, I believe it is. Yep. And the following day on the Monday, we're going to do a recap episode about that concert. And then it'll drop on that Thursday. Yep. I think, what day is that?
1: Well, I'm not sure.
0: Sounds like it's, oh, it's going to be the 17th. So it'll drop for our listeners November 17th.
1: Yep. So I think, it, I think it'll be fun. So
0: I'm excited for it. Yep. I'm excited for it. I haven't been to a concert yet. Well, I think the last time I went to a concert in that venue venue was uh probably the blue man group. Oh wow. And I sat all the way off on the left hand side and I literally could see half the stage. Yep.
1: Yeah, mom and I
0: I even have the date. I, I even have the dates on the notes. I can't read the notes. I see.
1: Mom and I went to see Madheim steamrollers there. And Manheim. Uh, Yeah, Mannheim steamroller. Yeah. That was uh, that was, uh, yeah.
2: Where is this place? What, what did he say? He said Madheim.
1: Madheim. Madheim, yeah. okay. Man, Where is this place? It's the Civic Center.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, I was, I was literally, I bought the tickets and I'm like, wow, right there by the aisle of center stage and right there by the aisle. And then all of a sudden I realized, somebody said, there's no aisle. And I said, why is that? Yeah. Well, it's east and west wing. The, you know, east and west of the thing. So uh, I called up, and I was hysterical, and I talked to the lady on the phone, and I said, hey, I said, you got to, I got to move my seats. I'm, my wife is on one side, and I'm on the other side. And then she says, I don't get, I don't understand what you're saying. And I said, uh, well, there's an aisle between. She says, no, there's not. She says, you're together, but there's no aisle. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> And there used to be yeah, an I, aisle there. There I swear there used to yeah, be. Yeah, there
1: was, but they put three seats in there. So, <laughs> I mean, think about it. Think of how many how many seats, how many aisles there are, and
0: they... Oh, well, I mean, I think the main floor, the main floor is at least 26 rows. Yeah, so... Maybe a few more. Yep. You add three times 26, yeah, that's quite a bit of revenue, but... Yeah. Anyway, that's what's coming up in episode number eight, the Joe Bonamassa recap. That'll probably be all that's in that show. Hopefully, we don't run out of things to talk about, which I highly doubt we will. That'll be really cool. So, and, so, in other uh, words,
1: we'll be flapping our gums.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll start off with the car ride to the event. Um, yeah. we get, we get, we're going to probably stop by the hot dog shop, and uh, we'll talk about the condiments, and <laughs> uh, then the walk to the venue. Uh-huh.
1: Or, you know, what we could do is we could stop by Taco Bell.
0: To... Oh, yeah, not when you're Bad sitting idea. in the middle seat. Mm-mm. Bad
2: idea. All around. No.
0: No, if you're going to eat a place like Taco Bell, you need to always have an escape route. Right.
2: You do not need to be sitting in the middle. That's
1: that's the idea. Everybody clear out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Get out of the way. He's going to (laughs) blow. All right. Well, we've been at this for quite some time now. I think that's a good uh, or it's a good idea to wrap this episode up. I'll row in some outro stuff in post because we don't have it right now and that'll be it okay uh, see everybody in two weeks yep
1: cool oh,
2: have fun okay. at the concert
1: yep Have we'll have fun i'm sure and uh just uh, goodbye everybody <laughs> and, <laughs> and stop <cut>. a
0: <laughs> Stop yeah
1: stop the record stop the record